Okay, welcome. To another episode of Drive Into the Reds. With your favorite hosts. Larry and... Italia. You got in a real fast. I learned my lesson last week. I got it. You got it You got it. You got it. Right. So... This week's episode... This week's episode is... Fairy Gardens. Creating Magical Spaces. Right. And just so you know... We have a second hour... Not only that, but this is a newsletter mm-hmm. article. Yes. Right. So you can find the article and the other ones. Yes. At anelia.substack.com. You can. Or you can just go to, say, Anelia Benz Substack. Yes. Or you can even go. Aneliabenz.com. Aneliabenz.com. Or since you're listening to Drive It to the Res, you could go Drive It to the Res. Yes. On the Google or Spotify or whatever, everywhere you're looking. You can find us. You'll find us. You it can find us. No trouble at all. No trouble at all. Yes. And then uh, this is the first part of yes. a second hour also. Yes. And if you are curious about what you're hearing and you want to hear more, like a lot more. Uncensored. Yeah, uncensored meaning, I guess that we're just... You know how it is when you're sitting in the restaurant and everybody in the restaurant can hear you and uh, you say certain things and you don't say, don't say other things. Uh And then other times you'd be like in uh, the dinner table with just your close friends and family, you say different things and you have different trains of thought and mind and uh, words and, you know, right. Well, our second hour is the dinner table with our friends. Exactly. So if you want to join that part of the discussion, that's at Subscribestar. Yes. And at Rockfin. Yes. Either one. Mm-hmm. So let's begin. begin. All right. Shall I read a little bit and then we can discuss it? I think so. Yeah, I think okay. that's the best plan. All right. Before we begin our exploration of fairy gardens, I would like to remind us of the exercise we did a few weeks back. Actually, it will be like a several weeks back, maybe some months back. <laughs> has been so a while. we can continue with it. <laughs> okay. okay. This is exercise is actually quite awesome, isn't it? It is. I share this exercise with our students that walk with me now and subscribe star. It empowers every single person to become an amplifier and transmitter of the true nature and energy of who we are. An amplifier and transmitter. Sort of like a, what we like to call ourselves, illuminator. Illuminators. Not eliminators, honey. Illuminators. Yes, that's the one. I said illuminators. It's not like eliminators. No, it's illuminators. <laughs> yes. Okay, here's the exercise. Write a minimum of 200 things you're grateful for and love about yourself, your life, the world, environment, and creatures and people around you. Second part of it is... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I almost always start that list with a soft pillow. A soft pillow. Yes. That's nice that you love and Mm. I'm grateful for soft pillows. It has a story behind it, of course. Okay. What's the story? Well, sometimes life gets complicated. Mm Mm-hmm. At least it used to get exceedingly complicated, maybe more than 10 years ago. And there would be all kinds of this, that's and turmoils and dramas, dramas mm-hmm. and this and that. Oh, my God, so much of this. And OMGs and pressure and support. Oh, my God. And like, it would become a bit overwhelming. So um, I used to have to turn everything back to say, OK, at least something I could be happy about, grateful for. It's like, oh, I have a soft pillow. I don't have to use like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I got a soft pillow. But Brilliant. 
you know, it's it, it was an example of the time. That was the only thing, the only tool that I had to raise my frequency. You did 200 of just them or just the one. one? I only could get one. All right. So imagine the effect of 200. Yes, indeed. So the second part is read this list every day and add to it as you feel inspired to do. And, and the text was minimum 200, right? Yes, minimum. Right. Mm-hmm. That's your goal, to get to 200, not to stop at 200. Right, right. Just so you know. And then do this for at least three months. Oh, my gosh. I'm very grateful for our puppy dog, and I'm going to see what's going on with her. She has a desire for crunchy food. Yes, and uh, Romeo ate it all. There's no left. Romeo. Romeo, come here. He has learned sharing with PB is a bad plan, because if you don't, you'll just get more. <laughs> No, only if, P- if PB wants it. That's one of the 200 things he's grateful for. So I'll continue reading the article while she's collecting some uh, crunchy food for PB. Now I want to expand on something we touched upon in a previous article, but didn't get into detail about, which is the creation of physical life-affirming shrines and altars. In particular, I want to talk about the finding of and creation of fairy gardens. Hi, baby, it's coming. We live in the Olympic Peninsula rainforest, literally our yard. Our yard front and back is a forest surrounded by logging forests and natural forests. Crunchy food for Pee Spread around on her bed. Because she doesn't want to eat from a bowl. Princess Beauty. She will not eat from a bowl, honey. She will not eat from a bowl. She must have her food in bed. Actually, mm-hmm. on bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're here. Most nice. days. Did you read that part, honey? Yeah, so most days. We go into the forest. Yeah, yeah. To walk the dogs. Yes, most days. Including PB, who doesn't like to eat except... On her bed, in her bed. Yes. The other dogs go with us on our walk and eat the blackberries now, which is fun to watch. But yes, so should the she, but you have to pick it. Get one little grain one out of the blackberry. One blackberry. <laughs> Sometimes give it a little squish. Yes. So it isn't like so hard Flat to bite through. I know. Yeah. The skin of a blackberry, you know. Mm-hmm. During some of, some of those outings, we can see, we have seen and photographed spots that can only be explained as fairy gardens. They come in all sorts of shapes and are generally small. The fairies imagined or real that live in those gardens are tiny. A moss-covered stump with beautiful miniature clover flowers, for example, with a clear spot where the fairies might stand or sit or even live at. These spots attract us and make us smile and laugh. They're magical. (laughs) What do you think about that? I'm just, you know, reflecting on my life running and walking around through those woods and finding those little berry gardens that are just naturally generated, this little space. It's like on top of the stump with moss and the little tiny moss, or, you know, the moss flowers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe a mushroom over here and then a clear spot. It looks like they would be dancing at. You see them and that's exactly, that's right where your your mind goes. Like, oh, berry garden. When I lived in Sacramento, California, there was a garden store that sold fairy houses and gardens. These creations were made on, on plant pots. They were works of art. 
The owners also sold all the materials and bits to create those miniatures. It was a magical and stunning store. They also sold little fairy figurines, which I imagine could be placed in forests and parks and might very well attract real fairies. <laughs> they were so cute! <laughs> and of course alive, because these plant pots, right? They had live plants in them. And then the, the magical fairy gardens were all, like, around the plant. So pretty, so pretty. Why are these fairy gardens so magical? Why are they so attractive and filled with life? We know, you see, that a natural environment is like, and we know it contains magical little creatures we call fairies, and we know how to replicate their energy and environment so that we can start sharing our reality with them again. It is true that most of us have reached a certain age where other things are more important and take precedence, other things that don't include the looking for or creating a fairy garden. Which is funny, too, if you think about it. We spend... Many of us spend the vast majority of our time doing other than that. And uh, imagine, you know, I mean, the amount of enjoyment and the going in the woods, the connection with the forest, the finding of that magic. It's like, that's a very high quality experience, right? It is. It's super high quality. Compared to, say, you know, I don't know, watching a terrible YouTube YouTube channel about... I don't know, fighting this or that, mm. which can grab your attention for hours. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Imagine if you went for a hike in the wilderness, looked into the tree and spotted a beautiful crafted fairy house and garden that another hiker had left there. Maybe. Maybe a hiker, maybe not. Maybe, maybe a not. Fairy. Maybe. Maybe Because perhaps for a few seconds you may play with the idea that the house and garden were not placed there by another person, but it was real. And for that moment, you may pretend it was real and that the fairies did indeed live in or use that house and garden. We don't know because maybe they actually do. And maybe it wasn't another person who put it there, but actually the fairies created it. What do you think about that? Well, I think I have a picture of a fairy. Yes, you do. And I think that maybe we can put that clip art in our show notes or yes. close to attached to this podcast so you can find it. Maybe Ilya can add it to the video. Maybe Ellie could just add it to the video. I also want to see photographs in this uh, podcast, video podcast of uh, the fairy garden that at the wedding. At the wedding? Yes. Yes, Phoebe was very, very interested in that fairy garden. Yes, yes. Our entire, that entire wedding was was held in a fairy garden. It was the entire Very big ones, littler ones, littler ones, littler ones, little ones, all the way to Tinksy. Yeah. All right. When I was a kid in England, my walk to school went past several neighborhoods with old established gardens. A couple of those gardens had garden gnomes. I remember one in particular that had gnomes with doing all sorts of interesting activities and were actually hard to spot. I would stand at the gate looking at and see how many I could find and smile and laugh at their shenanigans. Their shenanigans, I like that word. (laughs) You know, like, they would change. Every day they would be doing different things and there'd be different gnomes doing things in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one in specific that when I looked, he was, like, frozen, running away from the path. It's like, like he was, looking you at caught me. him. Yeah. He was like running he away trying to get... Yeah. Like, I'm just in a garden gnome. Don't look at me. <laughs> 
And I stand there at the gate, just laughing at these gnomes. And yeah, it was so much fun. This is a global experience. The perception and the recreation of these magical beings and their habitats bring something into our lives that is unique, life-giving, inspiring, and amazing. It's common to all cultures in the world. So let's do more of that. Let's allow the magical energy to infuse our lives, even if for a day. I would like you, the listener, to post a photo of a fairy garden you have created or found in a store or in the woods on our Telegram channel. That'd be a fine place. So they let you just look for Telegram. It's like one of these social media things. Yep. No, social network thing. Social network thing. And then look for Inelia Benz. And there's going to be a channel there, a public one and a chat one. So you can subscribe to both and then you can comment on the, on the posts. So I like you to post on the comments there. I want you to post uh, your photos. And let's bring some magic back into our lives. What do you have to say about that? Well, what I have to say is... Ooh, 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 can I ask you a question? Very well. I know you've, we have talked about it in a previous podcast, but I would like you to, also, to remind us and tell us about your experience when finding that very light. Remember when uh, you were looking for Sasquatch That's signs? That's the picture that I want to share. Yes, exactly. The picture of the fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was going on? Yes. I was walking in the forest mm -hmm. with my diggity dogs. Mm -hmm. And the day before I was walking to connect with the Sasquatch in the area. Yeah. Right. To see if the location I was at was one that the Sasquatch would be interested in meeting Todd and his group with. When they show up the next week. And Todd is a Sasquatch guy, right? Right. He he has uh, expeditions that he runs um, all over the all over the place. He, he has them up in Canada, Vancouver Island, I think in Alberta. He, he comes once a year down here to spend some time on the Olympic Peninsula, mm -hmm. connected with our tribe and us, and um, being but, available for, for our, the, local, the local Sasquatch tribe to, you know, have some form of, hey, let's... Find you, talk to you, connect with you, see you, expand our idea of what you are, what you mean, what you want, mm -hmm. you know, all the things, the connections. So, so you were already in that mode, right? That I was in the mode of, awareness. hey, he's going to be here now. Where shall we go? Mm -hmm. Is this a good place? Would this be a good place to host both us and you, the Sasquatch mm -hmm. tribe? If I bring Todd and the group mm -hmm. here, say this might be a good spot, is it? So... I'm looking for signs, signs and feelings and... So you're open, right, open, to communication. My, open to forest and communication, mm -hmm. right? So the day before I'd gone to a place and I walked over and around a hill and I hit literally sign after sign after sign after sign of Sasquatch presence, interactivity, noise, hoots, knocks, um... um like Breaks. walking down this mm -hmm. road and there's Sasquatch sign and then another one and then another one and another one. I'm like, my gosh. Yeah, this is obviously a great place. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll be sure to come here. Mm -hmm. And the next day I went to explore another area and it's close to the area I was just at. And when we walked down, I remember you and Brett came with me this time. Mm -hmm. right? We walked down this long path. We got all the way to the end and there was a fairy garden, right? 
mm-hmm. for humans. Right. It was a, <laughs> it was a off-grid, single roomish, maybe two cottage on the lake yes. shore, with its own little environment. It's it was just idyllic in a sense, right? Not even an, it is completely idyllic. Yeah, it is a little hand-built cabin on the side of the lake, mm-hmm. the largest undeveloped lake in the state of Washington, right? Lake Ozette. Lake Ozette. It's just perfect. Yeah. But it's not, I didn't see any Sasquatch sign all mm-hmm. the way there. And at the end of it, there's like, no. One side is, I mean, we're not talking long way apart. No. There's only like a half a mile distance right. difference, right? right? This one, blank, blank. Mm-hmm. And so as we're walking back, I thought, well, let me go into the forest and off this road path. Yes. Yeah. And I went straight into the forest. And when I got into the forest, I'm in the open, open to who is here and what is this about place. I saw this brilliant, intense, like the colors, right? That that blue on our microphone. Mm-hmm. If you're watching the video, you see it was just a very intense blue. You can see in your glasses, it's bright yes. blue. That sh- shining at me. And then, just like our microphone, it changed green, violet, orange, yellow, blue, green, violet, orange, yellow, blue. I got it in video. It was like, what the heck is that? So I took a video of it. I took some pictures of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we looked at the pictures later, I was just showing you the pretty beautiful, blue, intense light yes. right at the end of the stick. I'm like, it wasn't water. There was no water. I looked. Yes. The dogs... I mean, it wasn't water, mm-hmm. but it was just And anyways, brilliant. even when there is water on the leaves. Even if there is water on the there's leaves. There's like a bright white light you can see, but not like the spectrum of uh, Well, I, I had never seen it before. No. I mean, we walked to the forest thousands of times. Thousands of times. Maybe thousands hundreds of thousands of times. Yes. Uncountable times. Yes. We've never never once in my entire life have I experienced that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I took pictures of it, I want to share it. And when I shared it with you and showed you, next to the light, sitting on the next branch, is it's a fairy. It's a boy fairy. A little man fairy standing there with his arms up, yeah. conjuring up the light. That's what it looks, it looks like, like in the picture, right? Yeah. It totally is like... It does look totally. like that. It does. Right. So that um, that space I didn't take Todd to. Mm-hmm, no. It wasn't about Sasquatch down that road. No. But there were beings, elementally fairies, however, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the fairy zone. Yeah. <laughs> the fairies down this road, the Sasquatch down the other way. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, when I brought Todd down that road, that was one of the first places we went. Uh, everyone there. The one with the Sasquatch? Yeah. Okay. Everyone there had a Sasquatch experience of either realization of oh this is sign that's definitely sign that there's an unnatural thing mm-hmm. i mean when i say not natural i mean it's like the branch didn't fall in the road mm-hmm. that was these things were created structures right mm-hmm. we, they We've cannot wo- they can't fall that them. way because one's under the other on top of the other on top of the other on top of the other they're woven together you can't, you can't lift them off without yeah being under something else mm-hmm. so they, they didn't fall mm-hmm. that's kind of a thing so that was one of the things plus ashley found track like insane track mm-hmm. she's good at finding tracks and we did a meditation at the end of the road and uh, i did get a picture of what i think Todd calls a blur squatch which you don't like them blur squatch yeah which is a picture when you look at it it's 
It's oh, a blurry it's, one. It's a blurry, <laughs> blurry splot squatch. Yeah, oh, splot squatch. Something like that he calls it. But I don't think it was. It was no. totally turn this way and take a picture and you'll get me. <laughs> because they were there um, out of phase yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. And I did. I did. I don't think we'll share that picture, but definitely we'll share the fairy one. Mm-hmm. So when I went in and I experienced that fairy doing the light show, it was just the feeling of magic magic yeah yeah Yeah, it's like you know the skeptic uh logical brain takes over for me and i start thinking light rays and minerals in the water and whatnot prisms and and fractals yeah yeah all these things right yeah uh however for the next like week or two after that experience we went out into the woods a few times we thought on other times as well when he was gone and we saw it again. I mean, never seen before a full bright, bright light. Bright. Not necessarily any Laser sun bright. rays anywhere near it and extremely bright. But even if there were later, I mean, light rays, I mean, they're usually white, right? Normally. Yeah, we've seen sparkly water drops. Yeah. But I have in the forest we saw one before. across the road from the shaman shack. Yeah. Like lots of white ones and then mm-hmm. this beautiful, bright, fully colored one. And then at another place, I can't remember, I think it was in the Macau Road down Hulko Road. Um on the random side of the road. Again, super bright. And it's like, oh my god, there's another one. And Ilian and then Adelina after, oh yes, they did Down exactly by the behind Lake the Shaman Shack, wasn't it? No, by the by the campground at Ozette. Ah, okay. Where they stopped there to yes. park for a minute, and I went on to do I don't remember what I had to go check the something and come back to them. Uh-huh. Oh, I was talking to the ninety year old guy. Oh, that lives yeah. There, right? And when I came back to find them, like we go, there's a fairy oh, here. Look at the light. Yeah. So and then they go, they went away again. Yeah, I haven't seen, seen one them. since. No, we haven't. And this months ago. We haven't seen one. Not, not one, one. Not one. Not even a tiny one. Yeah. And we've still been in the woods. Right. And it's like these kind of creatures and things are recorded around the world. And they're pictures and they look very similar to each other. And um, I spoke a lot before. I've spoken about the one that we saw in that um, vortex, right? The little guy on an insect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The organ vortex. Yes. Dry, riding a dragonfly or something. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, it was like a big bumblebee thing. A bumblebee a big thing. bat thing. <laughs> oh, was it? With a little guy sitting That's in right. it. That's remember? right. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was so shocked I didn't think to take out a camera. He was shocked that I could see him too. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then you could see him too. And then, yeah, because the vortex is such weird energies, I think that the veil between dimensions and realities get us a little bit wobbly there well i think it's a it's also a part of the uh experience of it and all the people experiencing it that creates that vortex on top also, of the vortex because they're mm-hmm. like yeah things are magical things are magic here and they're the people different. are in fully belief of it too yes. not even belief because acceptance they're, of it they're, they're, they're experiencing it. it yes yeah and um and then it's not optical illusions because people can take photographs and the photographs show you very clearly that what you're seeing is what's there, right? Right. But also, the other day, actually just before now, when we were setting up to record our podcast, I, look, I was looking at the lake across 
the forest and something flew past and I saw it and I thought, okay, logically there should be a bird, light beige color, you know, wings sticking out. And it most certainly shouldn't have a little person on it. (laughs) (laughs) Despite Despite what it looks like. Despite that in fact there's no birds of that color here. No. There's no light beige colored birds in this area. I mean kind of like a bat kind of thing, but also bats are black around here. They're not beige. (laughs) <laughs> and that creature and the things, like a little person on it. No, no, that can't be right. You know? <laughs> and um, a few days ago, um, I was we were walking back from the with the dogs up our driveway, which is about a mile long. Actually, it is a mile long. And then suddenly past me flew this creature. Like, um, it was like a giant mosquito like you know like daddy long legs one Uh but again it was fat and it was flying very erratically very weirdly and when i looked at it and it flew right past my head i looked at it and there was another little guy there riding it (laughs) and like shocked at my face (laughs) and i said i remember thinking i did not see that Uh, no i mean the legs were dangling (laughs) And it was flying rather erratically, but it's so tiny, you know, and I was probably, I imagine that I was probably running a fear or something, seeing things. So even though I've experienced it, I've seen it. And you see it often enough to have more than one experience of it. Exactly. I still manage to push it away into illogical things. And that's a lot of us. I mean, a lot of people do have magical experiences and see these things, but they immediately explain it away into something else. Same with flying sources, flying, same with strange people in the street that are not quite human. Yeah. Same with, uh, I remember once, I was driving down the I-80 in California, going from Sacramento to Vacaville. And there's a a few giant malls on the side of the road. And as I was driving up uh, through, like I was driving towards the west and it was sunset. No, no, it was past sunset. So it was getting really dark, right? The sun was down. It was getting very dark. And in the distance, I see the mall. And above it, I see this ginormous, huge, triangular flying object above them all. Really? Really. And I'm driving past it. And as I drive past it, I was talking to Brett and I was telling Brett, my son, Hey, Brett, I'm looking at a giant spaceship above them all. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. I can't believe nobody's stopping. I said, everybody's just driving past, nobody's stopping, nobody's pulling out on the side of the road to look at it. Or taking pictures. Take photographs, nothing. I said, nothing, nobody's stopping. Guess what? You weren't just stopping either. I didn't stop. And take a picture. I didn't take a picture. Why? Exactly, why? That's interesting, isn't it? Frustrating. Interesting. It's interesting. But these things happen, and we have sometimes premonitions of that it's going to happen. Um... I, again, in California, there's a lot more UFO activity than I've seen up here. 
And driving a lot in California, I would know where to look. I would know, okay, look to the um, southwest, whatever. Not in those directions, but like my eyes would, oh no, I need to look in that direction now. Invariably, there would be a fast moving object there uh, two or three seconds later, right? A fast moving object that way, sometimes a minute or two later, and then take a right angle and disappear or just stop for a while and then go again. Invariably, it would always happen, always. I don't say that's another conversation, but it's like the magical aspects of our lives. It's, it's here. It's not theoretical and we can explain it away all we want. We can call them fairies or we can call them drop creatures or we can look at, think that maybe our brains are interpreting these creatures to be humanoid in nature because that's what we understand to be a sentient human-like creature and that's very likely but so that can also be said of looking at each other when we look at each other as people we see another person but are we really in that shape are we really that what we see we don't know right we only experience it that way experience it so you know when you experience a magical moment you know it and that's the takeaway i think like I earlier, so. I saw that weird beige, light beige looking bird with that creature and like that little person on top flying past our window. And I was like, okie dokie then. Hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it was so fast. There's no point in me saying, oh, look, look. take a picture, take a picture. No, mm, all gone. So fast. So sometimes just experience it. Just sometimes experience it and. Then we saw what, um, like, you know, we were going to record this this podcast, so I don't think it's coincidental at all. I think sometimes that larger reality impinges in our attention so that remind us, you know, hey, you know, you know imagining this, is, this stuff is real. We're here. It's one thing I want to make a small note of, which is, you know, we did... Uh find the area to go explore with the Sasquatch. Yeah. And we did go on the expedition with them that evening. And since then, not back once. Yep. And not only that, we did find and take pictures of the fairy in the forest, and I know exactly where it is, Mm -hmm. and have not been back. Correct. Not even down that road. Nope. Not down that road. We haven't. And we did go on another place, an expedition on the reservation, all the way tippity top of the reservation in a spot, right? Yeah. Way away from all cars, and but go back a bull too. Mm-hmm. And we left presents for the Sasquatch to you did. grab to show, hey, we want to go see if you take it or at least manipulate it or put a put print next to it or some or kind of a communication of some kind that you, you acknowledge. You never went back to see it. We still haven't been back. Not yet. Not no, yet. No. Although we do keep getting invitations. We mm-hmm. haven't like followed through. Mm-hmm. So I think that we can put this on our list of, all right, you you have a week. Go do some of these things. Mm-hmm. Go back to that place. Yeah. Yeah. And open yourself to the experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll try that. All right. Let's talk to Ilya about it. Yeah. And, and Adelina. On our second part. <laughs> on our second hour. Let's see what their experience of this whole shabubul is. They must have seen some of these in Romania, right? I don't know. We'll ask him, won't we? Okay, let's ask him. Okay. 
right now. Right now. Yeah. Hello. 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 Adelina, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Are you there?